Alright guys, before we get started today, a big thank you to our partner Microsoft Surface, celebrating 10 years of partnership with the NFL. As the official laptop, tablet, and sideline technology provider for the LA Chargers, Microsoft Surface provides players and coaches with the tools to succeed both on and off the field every day. Learn more about Surface at Surface.com. And welcome into the final drive as the Chargers lose 27-20 to in Las Vegas. As always, joined by team reporter Haley Elwood and senior writer Eric Smith. And guys, I think it was a combination of things that have plagued this team all year long. Um, injuries, of course, and we saw that firsthand with the offensive line. And, and run defense, which kind of set up Devontae Adams doing his thing. Um, as we do every final drive, I'll get your guys' opening thoughts. Haley, what do you say? Yeah, I think another thing is the third quarter launched that quarter into the sun. My God, it is just yeah. not working. And and I think, you know, what Brandon Staley had said after the game, that that's where this game was decided today. Two huge missed opportunities in that third quarter that led to Raiders points that really got this team in a hole. This was a game, um, you know, we I kind of go back to a final drive a couple weeks ago, I think after the Chiefs loss, where we were sort of chunking the rest of the season out by twos because we looked at this two-game stretch than what's going to come up in the next two weeks. And we were talking about this game, and and I said, yeah, you know, it's it's obviously it should be a winnable game, but divisional games are always weird, and they're always a challenge, especially when it comes to this Raiders team. And I think back to on Friday, I was listening to Sirius XM NFL Radio, as I mentioned a lot on this show, and um, they did an interview with Max Crosby, and, and after the interview they were talking about this game, and they were sort of making their picks, the two hosts, and they had said, you know, I like the Chargers, but the weird thing is that Splits are much more common than sweeps in this league. And when you look at it like that, and when you look at how this team, these two teams have sort of played each other over the last couple of years, this should have absolutely obviously been a game that the Chargers should have won. But I, I just think, again, you can't throw, you can't look at records when you play these two teams. You just have to play them. And unfortunately, the Chargers sort of, you know, crushed themselves in this game. Just some missed opportunities. And you mentioned no help, obviously, with the injuries particularly to the offensive line. Um, but just a just a tough loss in terms of where they stand, in terms of the fact that the season is shrinking a bit. It doesn't mean they're out of it by any means, but it doesn't really help them, given the fact that the teams that they needed to lose yesterday pretty much lost over since Thursday to yesterday. So you should have won to keep pace, but it's just going to be a little more challenging right now. Yeah, the, the odds a little bit longer. And I go back to maybe the theme of Sunday was – um, Justin Herbert getting hit way too much. 14 yeah. times he was hit. He was sacked five. You know, coincidentally, Max Crosby only had one quarterback hit and no sacks in that game. It was the Chandler Jones show. Farrell showed up. Tillery showed up with a couple of hits. Um, we could talk about the run defense, and we'll get into it because it's been an issue all year. But offensively, really from jump, Eric, uh, Justin could never really get comfortable in this game. No, no, not at all. And we saw that, like, like, like you said, from the jump, from the first play, um, I think the first play, that when the ball was batted out of his hand, yeah. And I think we knew from then, okay, this is going to be a tall order. All, all and that was long. Crosby. I think that was Crosby, the fir first play, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so we, we knew it was going to be a tall order all game long, and it just got rough in there. Um, you know, Coach Daly said after the game, he's like, yeah, the, the, the heat was on. You know, he said there was some, <clears throat> there, there was some good plays. You know, there was some some leaky protection. But by the end of the game, I mean, if you, if you just like 
from the the bird's eye view we had up in the press box from from the end of the game the Raiders didn't even care about the deep pass. They had seven, eight guys in the box, and they they were just bringing it. Um, and the Chargers were doing all they could to stop it. But that's just su- such a tough, like, recipe for success if you're the Chargers. If you're – at one point, we were down four starters along the O-line because Zion went out for a little bit in the first half. Yep. Um, so Matt Filer was the only starter left, essentially, at left guard. And it's just kind of limited what what the team could do. Um, the you know you you talk about like themes that have plagued the Chargers all year, like the running game on offense wasn't as effective to take that pass rush away. Um, and when that's not working, you got to drop back a lot. You know, it just it just didn't didn't work out. Um, I mean, my my biggest takeaway is that it was a missed opportunity in the playoff race, but it, I felt like it was just a missed opportunity in the first quarter. You know, we. Um, we get the three and out. We do the fake punt, and we can't capitalize on that. We, you know, we we don't don't score off of that. We get the fumble. We go for it on fourth and two. We get no points off of that. So even though we were up ten zero early, it felt like it could have been thirteen nothing, seventeen nothing, and that just would have made a big difference when you lose by seven at the end. Yeah, I mean the Raiders. I think first four possessions of the game were I think a couple of punts, the pick six and uh and a fumble uh Haley that third quarter you mentioned um I think that's where that defense really got worn down um the the Raiders you know capitalized off the Austin Eckler fumble and then it was just Josh Jacobs a lot of missed tackles um Jacobs doing what he's really done all year long against a a bunch of teams but this was just another 150 plus uh rushing yard effort by the the opposing team um and it's been I think maybe six straight games now that the the opposition has gotten over 150 yards rushing on the ground. Yeah, I think it's a disappoint. It's just a disappointment too because there was no Darren Waller and no Hunter Renfro in this game. So when you look at the Raiders' offense from that perspective, you're going, okay, we only really have to worry about two main guys, 17 and 28, and they went off yesterday. And Josh Jacobs, as you mentioned, certainly helped Devontae Adams' case because he crushed that third quarter for the Chargers. You mentioned the Austin Eckler fumble, which then leads to an eventual touchdown. And then the missed field goal, which leads to another touchdown from Derek Carr to Devontae Adams. So I just think at this point, you know, teams are, I think, sort of starting to figure the Chargers out and figure we can run on these guys. You know, you saw it in Kansas City, that opening drive after halftime a few weeks ago. They can just run. And then it opens up other things. But then you got to worry about that one guy. You know, like in KC, it was Travis Kelsey. Like, you just got to worry about him. And unfortunately, it didn't happen and you couldn't contain him. And the same with Devontae Adams yesterday. Eric, I know you spent a lot of time in the NFC North. And I know you can speak to a lot of games that you probably saw that exact same thing happen. But, um, yeah, it's, it's not great. It doesn't help that Sebastian Joseph Day went out. We'll obviously learn more when Brandon Staley speaks later today. And if there is some sort of relatively serious injury there that would just be crushing considering the fact that you're already down so many starters on the defensive line but it's also at this point it's week 14 who's out there who's left to help pick up the pieces at this point so as I said we'll learn more about that but I just think that's it's not getting better and at this point 
I'm not sure it can, especially if there's more attrition. So you just have to figure out in other ways maybe how to change your defensive game plan to try to contain these guys so that they don't beat you because they haven't really shown anything else differently at this point. I think what yesterday showed me was just how important Corey Lindsley is to this team. Yeah. I would say after Justin, after Derwin, he's number three. Um, and it's very, very close between one and three. I mean, he's that good. He's that stabilizing for the offensive line. And when he's not in there, um, boy, does it show. Um, I, I think really all around the the offense. You scored 20 points yesterday. Uh, six of those come off a of pick six by Bryce Callahan early in the game. And here you go. You got the Miami Dolphins on Sunday Night Football. You're six and six. These next two opponents, um, they will try to run the football. Like if you see Jeff Wilson and Raheem Mostert's stats against the Niners, pretty much non-existent. They were throwing a lot against San Francisco. Um, but Eric, that'll change Sunday. You're going to get a heavy dose of Jeff Wilson and Raheem Mostert, um, you know, barring injury. I, I'm not sure what those guys' status are. I have to watch that game. I didn't get a chance to watch that game. But uh, just by looking at the stats, they didn't even really try to run. No, uh, they will probably try to run Sunday, though. I can probably guarantee that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I didn't watch that game either. And, like, Haley, when you mentioned, okay, when you look at an opposing team, you know, the, the one or two guys that, that you have to stop, well – for the Dolphins, that's going to be Tyreek Hill and, and Jalen Waddle. Um, so that's going to be a tough enough test already. But, you know, the one benefit, and this is like trying to find some sort of silver lining here, is that the Chargers did just play the Niners. And so they know, like, the type of runs that Mike McDaniel will probably pull out with Miami. Um, now, it's not going to be the exact same, but it'll be somewhat similar, you know, hopefully so that, you know, they don't have to dig too far back in the in the well to – to know what's coming, um, but yeah, this is a uh, this is this is a tough one. Um, you know, uh, I I don't know. It's if we look at him in, in these like two game stretches, you know, we have Miami and Tennessee coming up. To me, Miami feels like the more winnable game simply because Tennessee has the better rushing attack, and that just seems to hurt the Chargers more. But Miami is no slouch. Um, I could see him making some noise in the playoffs, but I mean, here we are. Here we are, six and six. Um, I don't know if the Chargers have to win out to get in, but they can probably only afford one more loss. And uh, that, it, if that's the case, it does sort of feel like a must-win scenario. Can I add one thing, Chris? Before you, you go. I was going to say, when it comes to these next two games, I think you have to beat the Dolphins just in terms of the AFC wildcard playoff race. The Titans are likely going to win their division, bearing something just absolutely yeah. insane Good happens. Point. And even though they've sort of slipped these last couple of weeks, they're so far ahead of every other team in that division. This Miami game, this is a must-win game. It's a must-win game, Haley. And I was just going to go right back to you with, with this Miami team because, you know, you could talk about the running game. I mean, it's Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. Now, Jalen Waddle left that game with a leg injury and was questionable to return. I don't know what his status is going into the game. I know Tua left with an ankle injury, but it sounds like he's going to be okay and ready to go for Sunday. Um, but you got to turn you got to turn around and you got to beat this Miami team. You got to beat a playoff team. You haven't beat a playoff team all year. And I, I think when you look at where the Chargers are now, 6 and 6, 
We've been talking about all the teams in front of them, right? The uh, the Patriots lost in Week 13. The Jets lost in Week 13. Um, the Bengals, I guess, won. So they've kind of added a little bit more separation. But look at the teams behind the uh, the Chargers right now. The Raiders, with a win over the Rams, who have kind of, you know, they don't, they don't really have any guys left on Thursday night. The Raiders could be 6-7 and seven by Friday. Um, the Steelers... You know, Mike Tomlin. You want to doubt Mike Tomlin? You know, every don't year. Doubt, man. Don't, don't doubt talk Mike to him Tomlin. when he's working. Don't every doubt year. Mike when he's working in Atlanta. Okay, <laughs> they're five and seven. They have the Ravens who have injury issues at the quarterback position. So Haley, now we're talking about teams kind of surrounding the Chargers right now. Uh, when we talk about the Jets, the Patriots, uh, the Dolphins who lost, and then behind them, the Raiders and Steelers and. You know, thank goodness the Chargers have the tiebreaker on the Browns, too, because they look to have a favorable schedule down the stretch. Yeah, I mean, again, that just kind of sort of restates the over-importance of this Raiders game and what a win would have done for them in in that race. But you can only control what you do at this point out we've talked off air about this. I think it's going to take 10 wins to get into the AFC wild card. And I think, as we said, Chris, you and I were texting yesterday, those 10 are probably going to be decided by tiebreakers at the same time, because there's yep. so much parody going on. So that's why this next stretch is really, really important. This next week is extremely important. The dolphins also, I mean, come on, they're coming off a loss. Like they're going to have something to play for too. They're still in the thick of it in the AFC East and they're not going to want to lose ground at all. So it is, um, it's just, again, it, it doesn't, this loss doesn't knock you out of it, but it just puts you that much further back. Again, in a week where teams you needed to lose lost and teams though that sort of are kind of on your heels are winning, if you will. So it just, this is that really kind of dicey time. And like I said, there's still a season left, but it's shrinking. It's getting shorter. Mike Tirico and, and Chris Collins were talked about this last night at the end of the game when they were previewing the Sunday night uh this week 14 Sunday night game, the season's getting smaller. So what are you going to do in these next few weeks? I think, again, like Eric mentioned, you need to win at least four out of these five. But this next one with the actual wild card implications that are on the line is extremely, extremely important. Eric, we've been waiting for that switch to flip with this team in terms of beating a playoff caliber opponent. You have an opportunity in two straight weeks to do that. Um, Can they do it, A, and B, what will they have to do to get a win against the Miami Dolphins? I guess it starts with Tyree Kill, I guess, if we're being honest. Yeah, for as much as we talk about the run defense, I think it starts with him because if you don't put a roof over him, then, I mean, no joke, he could, he could go for 200 or 250 and two touchdowns. Like, that's just how talented he is. Um, can they do it? I mean, I, I think this is like this is like gut check time for the Chargers. Like, this whole season has been a grind, right? And I, I thought about it this morning on the drive to work. Every time the Chargers have had a chance to make a statement, they they haven't been able to do so, right? So even back in week two, right, 1-0, go to Kansas City, can't get it done. Uh, before the bye, we're 4-2. and two. We can't beat Seattle to go to 5-2, and two, which would have been huge. Um, you come out of that, you're five and three, you lose at the Niners, you lose to the Chiefs to go back to five and five. And it's just like every time they're right there on the brink of, of taking that step forward, we, we have not been able to do it. Um, 
and, and we're running out of chances. I, I think that's a good way to say it. Um, I'm not saying that like this Miami win will will define the season, but if we can't beat the Dolphins and we go below 500, which is where we haven't been, I, I think since week three, mm-hmm. um, it'll just sort of summarize like the grind and the um, just like the fight that this season has been. It has not been an easy season for a lot of people, like mentally, physically. Um, you know, I, I know we're all probably tired, you know, um, and we're, we're not even playing on Sundays, but it's just been a grind. I think that's the best word I can use to describe the season. Um, with five games left, it's time to kind of make a statement, get a win against a good team, a team with a winning record. Um, and, yeah, we'll find out Sunday night if the, if the Bolts can get it done. Eric, I think our level of tiredness will have very little effect on what happens in the, the last five games of the season. <laughs> Probably will. Probably will. <laughs> but, but Haley, the, the path – all right, so you see a path to nine wins because, listen, I think this Chargers team has benefited from the schedule makers at the end of the year now, knowing what we know, right? You, you have the Colts on the 26th. You have uh, a Rams team who is depleted, as we mentioned. And you have a Broncos team who's just had a, a nightmare of a season. So it, it really comes down to, okay, what is this team going to look like once they get to Indianapolis against Jeff Saturday's Colts, right? You're 6-6 six and six now. Are you going to be 8-6? and You'll be 7-7? Seven and seven? You'll be 6-8? and eight? Like, like, these are the next two games that will define the season. Yeah, and we've talked about it for a long time. We talked about the, the – uh... San Francisco, Kansas City stretch and this next two game stretch. And these are obviously more key because they're in the AFC, both of them. But um, this is really it. This is where you need to figure things out and you can't really mess around and, and you can't have a Houston situation like you did last year either, where, you know, maybe Chris the day after Christmas in Indianapolis doesn't go the way that you want it to go. I don't know, man. That Broncos game at the end of the year, I know that they are a wounded animal. But again, splits are more common than sweeps. And I the only cold weather game this team will likely play this entire year, pending they make it to the postseason and have to hit the road somewhere. But um, this is a defining, defining stretch right here. And this is pretty much going to tell you what happens with this team if there's, you know, meaningful football that they're going to be playing the rest of the year. But again, you have to take care of business. You can't look too far ahead, but you also have to take care of business. That back end stretch, you mentioned it, looks winnable, looks good. But you can't have a situation like you had last year in Houston, which I know was the COVID game. You still had Justin Herbert. You still had a couple guys that were much better than that Texans team. Um, but they just got throttled in that game. But this is it, really. This is going to be an exciting couple weeks of final drives here, Monday morning quarterbacking that we get to do. Eric, uh, final thoughts, bud, as, as we head into yet another Sunday night football game. This team has been on primetime a bunch. Um, I'm not sure we'll see them on primetime on January 1st against yeah. the Rams. That's just a gut. I, I have I have no knowledge. I'm just saying it's just a gut feeling. But what do you think here? Yeah, I'd probably agree with that gut feeling. Um, you know, I think, uh, you know, we talk about the final three games, how they seem winnable. I think you have to you have to give yourself a chance to have a chance in those final three games. And in order to do that, you have to split, I guess these next two games um i think you have to be at least seven and seven going to indianapolis um yeah and this is it i mean we can't i mean we we can't i think we're all just kind of saying it around and around this is it like this is a season defining moment for the chargers for 
for you know a lot of people in this organization too um you know how how do they respond when, when their backs are against the wall um we'll find out we'll find out sunday night prime. also can we like try to get a win in prime time too um i think <laughs> yeah. we're that's Owen, been good this year oh and three or where what are we at we lost one and the three they beat one the broncos three. on monday night football that's it. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. But so, not good so on what, Sunday night football. We'll try to turn that around. Yeah. Well, there it is. Uh, two and Herbert in prime time. It's what NBC wanted. It's what they're going to get. And uh, it, it couldn't be bigger for the Chargers. Uh, that'll do it, guys. I, I think we've said all we needed to say at this point, right? It, it's just they got to win, and they got to win against a quality opponent, and they have an opportunity to do so this Sunday. For Haley Elwood and Eric Smith, I'm Chris Hayre. This has been The Final Drive.